As winter approaches, could outbreaks of three respiratory viruses challenge the healthcare system in the United States? COVID-19, influenza, and adults now with RSV. Puts a lot of stress on everybody. Getting access to care can be limited. Coming up, we break down the potential impacts of a winter surge and tell you what you need to do to protect your business, yourself, and those closest to you. It's less maybe around actual life and death threat, but it also becomes a productivity issue. This is something that is in our lives now. It's something that's going to stay with us. America's Triple Demic, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. The United States is, like many other countries, moving into its third winter since the worldwide spread of coronavirus. COVID-19 has so far infected nearly 100 million Americans and taken more than a million lives in the US. But this winter arrives with few of the restrictions previously imposed to curb the spread of the virus and a lot of pandemic fatigue. And it's not just COVID that's worrying America's medical and political leaders. After two years of pandemic precautions, this morning flu season is back with a dangerous vengeance. The time to get your COVID-19 booster and flu shot is now. RSV cases are up 143% since last month. And that is now adding to concern tonight about a triple threat of viruses sweeping the United States very early. This fall, get your COVID shot and get your flu shot. It's simple. It's easy. U.S. President Joe Biden getting his COVID booster shot in front of TV cameras in an effort to encourage more Americans to do the same. It's the combined threat of a rise in COVID-19 cases coinciding with flu season and an increase in cases of RSV among young children and older adults as well that's worrying so many doctors. To learn more about those threats, I've been speaking to Dr. Miles Druckmann. International SOS's global medical director. He's in California and started by explaining why those three viruses, separately and combined, are so worrying. Yeah, it's it's really a confluence of, uh, of a unique situation here where we have, hopefully, the tail end of coronavirus. But historically, we've had other viruses that uh, affect us each year. Of course, most of us know about uh, influenza, which occurs every year, and it's very much related to the hemisphere you're in. We're always watching the uh, southern hemisphere uh, and seeing how the influenza virus affects people in that in that hemisphere. If there's a bad flu season in one hemisphere, we can see whether the vaccine is effective in protecting people or not. Australia did see its largest influenza outbreak, even compared to some of the years prior to the pandemic. But the good news is we're seeing particularly results out of Chile after their flu season that the vaccine was about 49, almost 50 percent effective. So that's typically better than we typically see. RSV is probably the one that a lot of people might know less about. You say it's been around a long time, but it seems to be spiking quite early this this season. Typically, RSV spikes in January timeframe in the Northern Hemisphere. It started much earlier this year and quite dramatically. It typically is most severe for kids less than five years old, approximately five in a thousand end up being hospitalized every year. But if we have a lot more cases coming in, that means a lot more hospitalizations. And so we're seeing that in a number of hospital systems uh, across the U.S. 
It's not often in the news because it is very common, but uh, typically if you have children and you have a big wave go through, a lot of kids get sick, and this is the one disease that really can affect uh, the very young and the very old. This year, though, it's hit particularly hard. Uh, Influenza has started a lot earlier than normal and is hitting hard. And of course, we have COVID that right now is, is kind of humming along in the background. And the concern is that we might see another wave as well. So those three different viruses all affecting us, all having kind of a respiratory component, it puts a lot of stress on everybody, including the healthcare system. And I think that's one of the the big uh, issues for all of us is that the affecting the healthcare system not just affects you know those people getting treated for those diseases, but it affects people getting treated for other diseases too. Getting access to care can be limited. Well, to get a sense of the impact that all three viruses are having on America's healthcare system, we can speak now to physician assistant Cheryl Lafrano. She works at an infectious disease practice in New York City. What are you seeing in terms of the patients coming through your doors? Patients that I'm seeing right now is COVID-19, influenza, and we are definitely seeing adults now with RSV. We haven't seen this number of RSV patients in adults. I'm worried, hopefully is not unmanageable, but it can become unmanageable. We don't have enough resources, I think, to deal with all of these right now. We're just basically coming off of COVID-19 and trying to deal with that. Of course, there are flu shots. There are booster shots for COVID, indeed new types of booster shots for COVID. Are people coming forward for those immunizations in the same numbers as before? And if they're not, why do you think that is? Absolutely, they're not anymore. People say, well, I've gotten my shots. I still got COVID-19. So why will I get it again? Yeah, the reasons are people that will come forward, patients are telling me, well, I had worse effects from the shot than I did from the disease. And then the misinformation that's out there about the COVID-19 vaccines, which is another issue. Is there an issue in the way that we have historically talked about vaccines? Because we've always been vaccinated against serious diseases so that we don't get them. But both COVID and flu vaccines effectively work by preventing serious harm and not necessarily blocking infection altogether. Is that a harder message to give to people? Absolutely. It's a message when I'm talking to my patients, absolutely have to say over and over again, it helps to mitigate. It helps to lessen the severity to keep you out of the hospital, frankly, to keep from dying. So what I tell them is, well, when you get the flu shot, you can still get the flu sometimes, but you'll get a much less severe case. And that seems to help. Yeah, and I would say there's one other factor too is that uh, you know we're starting to see you know Paxlovid and some treatments which reduce the severity and the duration of COVID. Anecdotally, a lot of people have had the disease and had a reasonably mild case of it. I think the threat is in people's mind less because they've just seen a lot less severe disease, and and we're not seeing the same level of severity of diseases typically. But if you're immunocompromised, if you are over a certain age, definitely the risk-benefit ratio goes significantly higher. And I think those definitely that are, have, have, are in those high-risk groups, you know, the vaccine is, is really important. And that presumably is still at the top 
of any list of advice is to be up to date with those vaccines and boosters. Absolutely. Patients that have had disease feel as though they don't need to be vaccinated. I try to explain to them that their immunity will wear off in a few months, whereas with the vaccine, we have uh, better immunity lasting longer. Many of the restrictions that have been mandated in many parts of the world have now gone. But presumably, again, Dr. Druckmann, the, the old advice about masking, using hand sanitizer, social distancing, staying home if you're sick, they're all still valid. Absolutely. And I think we're going to be carrying with us a mask, I suspect. If you're traveling, for example, that's going to be part of your, your health kit, I think, going forward. All of these diseases we've been talking about, influenza, COVID, and RSV, are respiratory. We either are breathing it out in small or large droplets. So therefore, this type of protection is really important. We need to try to convince patients to understand that they need to be vaccinated to protect themselves and to protect other people, grandparents that take care of their grandkids. They should be vaccinated, even if their parents don't want to be, to try to really say that it, we're all in this together. And if we're not wearing masks and we're, we're not taking precautions, we're going to see a rise in infections, unfortunately. Miles Struckman, what, what about workplaces? Again, those restrictions have gone. More people are back in the office now. Are there things that employers can do through this winter to try to minimize the risk to their staff and, and presumably also to the continuity of their business? For sure. And I think uh, there's no question that cough etiquette, hand hygiene will remain really important pillars. Everyone being very you know, conscious of, of if you have any symptoms, you're staying home, promote a health and safety workplace and that they're not going to bring infection into the workplace. Companies are scaling back some of their more aggressive mitigation measures as COVID wanes, but they also know that things could turn quickly. So all of these things are going to continue to be part of the tools to keep the workplace safe and, and everyone comfortable coming into the workplace. And I think you're going to see a lot of organizations reinforcing that message. Just lastly, I wanted to ask both of you, we, we've talked uh, about this idea of pandemic fatigue, that people have tired of the restrictions and the requests for vaccination. But people really probably need to expect these kind of warnings to continue for quite a long time, don't they? Yeah, I think so. There's the pandemic fatigue, and I think there's also the mental stress of this. We're seeing a lot of you know, employees and workplaces. Mental health has become a really topical issue. We're tired. We want this to be over with. But we also have to continue to keep our guard. I know that a lot of organizations are either canceling or changing the size and scope of some of their you know, annual Christmas parties because they don't know if there's going to be a COVID wave. They know that flu is up and RSV is playing a, a role too. So they're thinking about large events, but it's less maybe around actual life and death threat, but it also becomes a productivity issue. If you've got you know, a lot of your staff out sick all at the same time, uh, it can really impact your operations and, and stress everybody else out. So even though everyone's tired and exhausted, uh, it's what we still have to be focused on. This is something that is in our lives now. It's something that's going to stay with us. And we need to be able to deal with it and to come up with a way that we can live with it. 
because you're protecting yourselves, you're protecting your children, your grandmother, your grandfather. That often is what really helps to say it may not be something that you're thinking you're at risk for, but let's think about ones who are. I completely agree. I think that's one of the key messages is to push this beyond your own personal health. A lot of people think they're invincible, but then the question is, okay, but what happens if you pass this on to your your parent or to your small child? So, so I think that's where the responsibility comes in. And I think a lot of people are very, the understanding of, of the rationale when it's positioned that way. Dr. Miles Druckmann, Global Medical Director at International SOS and Physician Assistant Cheryl Lafrano in New York. Don't forget you can get all the latest information and alerts on global health concerns from our website, internationalsos.com. And you can get in touch with us either online or via our network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye.